13, it's the Grouchy Club. Uh, in Mamma Bay, sure, shop. People may come in, there might be noise in the background. Uh, we haven't decided what we're going to talk about, so let's not. Let's well, say Oh, can it. I say that I feel that anything we could possibly talk about would be a massive, massive anticlimax after our wonderful Grouchy Club live? It would be extraordinary, extraordinary. It was so extraordinary, I still haven't done anything about it, but they're putting it in the blog because it's almost. Well, it's to, almost too extraordinary. Well, it is. I have to sit through two and a half hours and then figure out who, who might be criminalised by it. it. It was it was quite extraordinary. It was. Not, well, firstly, it was extraordinary because people turned up. <laughs> it was, I mean, we were in double figures, John. Yeah. I, I, I think we ought to have done more to, well, counting us, we were in double figures. What, two? Well, no, but no, we had, no, 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 no there was about, it was in double figures. Yeah, we were in double yes, figures, yeah. and I feel we ought to have made more of that. Fireworks or... I don't know, trumpets and holt boys at least. We, we all, what's a holt boy? I have no idea. It's Shakespeare, it's a Shakespearean oh, okay. thing. Well, we always had double figures anyway, but it was extraordinary. There are two more before Christmas, and it's on www.grouchyclub.co.uk when they are, because I can't remember. Uh, it's the, two, two in December. The... 10th? Is it the 10th? No, it's a Tuesday, whatever it is. It's 10th but or 11th. I can't, we can't yeah. guarantee, I don't think it would be wise of us, John, to guarantee that there would be as much fun as, uh, as last week's. Or that you might be there. No, I will be there. You well, be. I should be there. Yes. You might not be. Uh, I'm either going to be bobbing around in the Mediterranean. Yeah, it's lovely, bobbing along, bobbing along. On, well, hopefully not the bottom. Um, why, why would you be bobbing? Uh, because I'm still desperately trying to take stuff out to Lesbos. Uh, as you can see, John, sitting here in the back of the glorious uh, but slightly understaffed Mamma Viashara Emporium. Uh, we've, we're, we're getting a mountain. We've got tents, we've got blankets. That duvets that you've just been... Well, it's a, and it just... It, it, that's <laughs> tremendous. It's just getting it there. It's so, just getting it so, there. So that reminded me of Malcolm Hardy's uh, long-term joke, wasn't it? I said, I'll go with Mavel Bank. My duvet's like a packet of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to be there. Well, I don't think you did. I think you... you I was going to say reconstruct... You, you, you've just made it your own. <laughs> what a terrifying thought that is. Indeed. We, we could talk about writing. We were going to talk about writing last were we? week. Well, I was going to talk about writing. We got diverted into something even more interesting. Mm. The, the nature of writing, I thought, would be a serious subject. Crikey. Now, let's talk about wanking in the duvets. Yeah, wanking into duvets. Yes, yes. No. I don't Let me know. tell you. What? I don't know, but you this do, is... You do. For those people who are not already glued to, to Facebook, but there is some dire, dire news... Uh, for fans of Wilfredo. Oh, thank God. Everywhere. Have you read this? It's... No, I thought it was going to be something awful about uh, motorbike racing. It's, it's oh. pretty... Well, that's not good. I, I'm well, still he... too choked to say anything. But uh, well, apparently... He's in court. Uh, yeah, after the court thing, apart from the court thing, which it's... is not really... That's his close friend and associate, Matt Roper, who's in court. Who, 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 it wasn't exactly Wilfredo who's in court. And, and Matt's going to be in court on, I think, the 30th of uh, November in New York City for putting his feet on uh, a, a, a chair in the, in the subway. Anyway, but Wil it's Draconian, Wilfredo, draconian. It is. I'm but not, Wilfredo, his But worse than that, um, his uh, close friend and personal associate, uh, Wilfredo, has, uh, well, Matt, who looks after Wilfredo's belongings, you know, his attire... The Wilfredo wardrobe, if you will. Uh, and his The genitals. bag containing the Wilfredo wardrobe... What? ...was stolen. What? Stolen. It is no more. Wilfredo is wardrobeless. Police are looking for a sleazy Spanish singer. Well, Do you think they I need... would imagine they'd be able to track down those trousers just by the smell. <laughs> Do you think they possibly knew what uh, they were stealing? 
How well known do you think Wilfredo is in downtown New York, John? Very I'll answer that. Not at all. Uh, no, I think there's possibly the most disappointed bag thief in the history of bag thieves who opened up that uh, particular bag <coughs> to find the stinkiest of stinky trousers. Just, well, anyone who's seen Wilfredo will know the, the ghastly attire. Uh, which has not seen the inside of a washing machine or tumble dryer since the Queen Mother had her own hips. Uh, but uh, so, yes, and, and Wilfredo has, um, he's got himself quite a few gigs in, uh, in the Big Apple. He's nibbling away at the, uh, at the Big Apple. And what is he wearing? Well, now we have, um, Matt is going to have to take him shopping. El Buffo. He, he hasn't lost his teeth, has he? Apparently he always carries a spear set. Ah, he has this teeth specially made in, is it Poland or somewhere ludicrous I've, like that? I would, I'm not that close with Wilfredo. I, I believe it's in the, the former, former uh, Soviet Union. You uh, obviously know him very well, John. I mean, know his teeth. Uh-huh. Uh, and his gums. Well, indeed. you're a man of many teeth yourself. Indeed. Do you want me to? <laughs> yes. Lady of Spain, I adore you. Marvellous. Thank you very much for that. It's as if you were in the room with a Spanish exactly. singer. Exactly. But, but uh, not just Wilfredo. For, just for uh, anyone who's had the same idea I had there... Would you be upset if somebody downloaded that and used it as a ringtone? I think it would be excellent. I'd, I'd, I would charge modestly for it. <laughs> Very <laughs> modestly. Anyway, yes, so, so it's, it's, catastrophe on the New York comedy scene as uh, Wilfredo is in shock, horror, uh, bag, stolen shock. But, but his teeth are still there, so that's OK. Well, a set of teeth are still there. Well, secondary set. It's the secondary set. Uh, I mean, it's like a MotoGP guy having to use his second bike. Yeah. It's never quite the same. I, I, always, I always thought Matt did something with his bottom, but he says he didn't. False bottom? No, I, I, I did wonder, but he says he's, it's not. It's a real bottom. I haven't tested it. It's a real bottom or Matt's real bottom? Uh, either. Crikey. I, I've actually because lost track certainly, of what I'm saying. When, if you look closely, as, as you might want to do, at Matt Roper, close personal friend of uh, Wilfredo's, at Matt Roper's bottom, it doesn't seem to be quite as high set and rounded as Wilfredo's bottom, but it could be in the cut of the trousers, which of course are now gone. Indeed, I believe you may be able to see this for yourself on either Wilfredo.com or MattRoper.com or some, some combination. But I mean the whole... If, if, if you search for Matt Roper, Wilfredo, you'll find pictures. The, Wilfredo's whole physique could have gone with those trousers and that belt. Well, I, I could stand in. I have a sort of rather gross physique. Well, you're quite Wilfredo-ish. Thank, thank you. But, um, <laughs> can you sing? Lady of Spain, I adore you. A second chance to download there, chums. Well done. Uh, <laughs> but disaster but... all round, because, of course, I can't get out my front door anymore. What? I can't get out my front door. I'm Why can't you get out your front door, John? Because the, the, the lock's jammed or done something and, and the key doesn't work. Now, so... I noticed something on Facebook, but... I had no idea that you were... So how are you here? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> how did you manage to get yourself here through a front door which will unlock? Because through an extraordinary piece of foresight, I managed to buy an end-of-terrace house. If I bought a middle-of-terrace house, as my neighbour did, <gasps> I, w I would be unable to get out. You would out. still be trapped I would, there. because uh, the, the neighbour has got uh, rickety fences both sides and a dodgy fence at the bottom, and she couldn't climb over those. But I, I have a back door. I am a back door man. And I have <laughs> Please, I don't think we wish to go into that, John. And I can get but you heard it here first, folks. And then get down the back passage, I can. Even, even at my age, I can get down the back passage, yes. So you, you arrived here today? Yes. Down your own back passage? Indeed, yes. For those of us who were wondering... Um, 
but, but, but um, in fact, my... Uh, Just in case there's any people with uh, locksmithery as a hobby listening in. Well, I, I, I tried uh, Two and a Half Criminals, and they were no use at all. What are you, what's he, the criminal Chris classes? Dangerfield. Did you try, cry, did he, you try Chris Dangerfield? He, he was a half, but we won't go into that. But doesn't he, doesn't he make lockpicks for a living? He, he does. He, he, Chris Dangerfield claims... Obviously, that. shit lockpicks. Don't buy your lockpicks from Chris Dangerfield. They couldn't get John out his house. I think possibly... He had to use his own back passage. And it was very painful. I think possibly the, the explanation is that he, he, he was a bit vague about this, but I think possibly he doesn't himself pick locks, but he, he uh, retails locks. But uh, he also said he didn't he have... He retails locks or lock picks? Lock, lock picks. But he, in fact, he said he didn't have any, so I suspect he doesn't keep them on the premises or, or indeed in this country. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. I, that's all I know. I know nothing. Yeah. Anyway, two and a half criminals, no use at all. Uh, but one, one, one of my criminals has uh, recommended a, a locksmith in Watford uh, who's so busy, probably because my friend is actually doing the houses, uh, that uh, I can't get anyone until next Friday. This is Friday. I can't get it uh, redone until next so Friday. So you're going to be up and down your own back passage like a little yo-yo between now and next Friday. You're right. There are bright sides to this. There's going to be a certain amount of chafing, John, I would imagine. Uh, at my age. Indeed. But enough of these dubious jokes. Exactly. Which our American cousins will find remotely funny. Uh, did uh, our American cousins find us remotely funny anyway? I, I'm sure in the, in the, the millions of, of listeners... Americans have, have back passage. Yes, but you, but you don't have a sense. You know, you're right, it's only irony they lack, isn't it? No, New Yorkers invented irony. Yeah. As I think Matt Roper is now finding, or indeed, I think the guy <laughs> who stole Matt Roper's bag will now be finding. If he doesn't have a sense of irony, then he's really going to be very upset about <laughs> what he finds in the bag. Actually, Ricky Grover, comedian of, of, of this parish, uh, does tell a story. I think he's told this story. If not, we're in trouble. I think he's told the story about when, when he was very young and very uh, irresponsible, because he's very responsible now, uh-huh. but he was very irresponsible. He was involved in uh, possibly petty thefts, oh, really? uh, and, uh, including petty st- uh, possibly targeting a jeweller, uh, taking home his, his, his immense amount of money and then transporting things in a bag. And uh, this, this jeweller was approached in, in, the, in the street and then threatened, possibly threatened, allegedly threatened. Uh-huh. And had this story would be half as long if it wasn't for all the possibles and alleged. I, I had training. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was forced to hand over the bag. And then uh, the, someone ran away with the bag, opened it up, and there were some sandwiches in it. Aha. Uh-huh. Excellent. Uh, yes. Excellent. Uh, we talk about irony. I don't know if that is irony, but it, it's... It, and they, they were, apparently they were a bit stale, so they weren't even good sandwiches. Oh, dear. I am... Um, get sandwiches from a jeweller's. Just talking of criminals, or ex-criminals, or alleged criminals, uh, I was helping out in a, in a case of, of um, what seemed to be uh, very, you know, wrongful and, and horrid and unnecessary dismissal uh, of someone who, anyway, works someplace and uh, was basically uh, victimised by her uh, line manager. Yep. And then after a short exchange of words, was peremptorily fired. So I waded in and uh, went down the route of uh, the fact that this woman, uh, terribly bad health, had a heart attack, in no way could she ever be considered uh, violent or potentially violent or in any way threatening, blah, 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 blah. And it was, it's all going incredibly well. And... Um, the the company involved uh, looked like they're backing down. Uh, and I was having a chat with this girl. Uh, and it has to be said, her attitude does tend towards the negative. Uh, and I said something about, um, uh, you know, not being so negative. 
And she said, well, you know, it's just why I am. I'm straight, no, I'm straight. I mean, what, what do you mean street? Like, you know, gangster. She went, well, I mean, and then it turned out she has, in fact, done time. Uh, not that I've got anything against anybody doing time, but, yeah, well, no, I was, uh, <laughs> I was accused of, uh, yeah, well, well, I said it was attempted murder, but I played it down to ABH. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. Well, what's, what's ABH for people? Um, actual bodily harm. Uh, so, and I'm thinking, I've just written two impassioned pages about how this woman could not possibly in anyone's wildest imagination uh, be construed as violent in any way. She, I'm like, oh, OK. Um, well, she served her time. She, she has okay. served her yes, time. Yeah. yeah, but to be fair, I think she has what we call issues now. And previous. And pre uh, previous, <laughs> yeah. She's got previous. She's got form. And was she found innocent or she guilty? Got form. Well, it's ongoing, John. Ongoing. So I can't name any names. Oh, for the ABH. Yeah, she did. She found guilty of the ABH. Did did her time. What's ongoing? The 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 unfair dismissal. How long ago was it? She hasn't been a lawyer for like twenty years. Yeah, you? no, no, no. It was like last week. When you were a lawyer for her. No. Well, no. I didn't. Did I say lawyer? I didn't say lawyer. I, I said you... I was helping out. And you don't need to be a lawyer to, to wade in no. and help. You just need to sound like you know what you're talking about, mm. which is the essence of being a lawyer. Whether or not you actually know what you're talking about, you sound like you know what you're talking about. Job done, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm in a state of confusion now, but there you go. Well, the, as, no, as, not just a pretty face, John. So, so there you are. So, so this, this, this podcast is neither about comedy for the most part, nor really about writing or anything, really. But I think we decided, did we not... Yes, we did. Um, there was a young man of Dundee who was stung on the knee by a wasp. When asked, does it hurt, he replied, not at all. It can do it again if it likes. Thank you. Just a bit of comedy. Um, white horse walks into a bar. No, never mind. Um, oh, go on. Uh, white horse, this, this uh, white your, horse this, yes. This is your favourite joke. Greatest joke, of which I think we all agreed on. At, at the aforementioned, at the aforementioned uh, live grouchy club. Yes. White horse walks into a bar. Barman goes, and oh, white horse walks into a bar and says, "Give me a large whiskey, please." Barman goes, "Fuck it out, white horse, large whiskey. We've got, a, we've actually got a whiskey here, which is called after you." And the white horse goes, "Well, Eric." And I fascinatingly said I'd worked on a BBC TV show called Joker in the Pack, which went round the country in which ordinary people, God help us all, told jokes, and all the way around the country. Uh, Everyone was telling the same jokes, basically, we found out. One of which was the white horse joke. And the, and the name of the horse was Always Eric. It wasn't Nigel or anything else. Always Eric. So it must have come from some bizarre central central source. But I mean, it's been around for 20, 30, 40 years, that uh, joke. It's like um, when Paul Provenza, the marvellous Paul Provenza... American comic. American comic. Uh, did, he made a documentary film called The Aristocrats. And About the, about the filthiest joke ever. Well, I... I kept hearing about this film, it's the, the Aristocrats, and it's brilliant. I thought, what, what would it be about? Because I thought, you know, about posh people in comedy, about comedy about posh people. And then, and so they, they did a kind of a special showing of it at the Edinburgh Festival. And I was going along, going, well, I can't see how this is going to be. And it sat down. And the minute they started, I went, ah, oh, it's the debonairs. Because in Scotland, it's not... It, the joke is the debonairs. Because I think in, in the UK at all, tagging it with the aristocrats is just not 
funny. But it was like, it's, you know, I've got this fantastic... Uh, oh, you tell it. No, we're not going to say it. The whole point about this, Duke, is it has to last as long as possible. Yes, it lasts but, but as long you, as you possible. You can probably see it online. But the, the, but the whole... Yeah, go to the aristocrats. But, um, and everybody has... Some people do it with more action. Some people do it with more swearing. Some people make it last longer than others. But I first heard it about 100 years ago in Scotland. Of course, um, done in broad Glaswegian. And then when you get... Oh, so... Uh, and uh, what's it called? Well, uh, we call it the debonairs. Because the whole point about the Duke is you have to be as filthy as possible. And then at the very end, the, the supposed punchline is actually a, 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 an upmarket, clean, sweet name. Uh, because I, I heard this joke, well, I heard the reverse of this joke at Granada in God knows, it must have been the late 70s, early 80s. But it was, it was the, the reverse. Re- it was the reverse joke I heard, which was called Porky, which was you had to uh, say, uh, it was a joke, no, it wasn't a showbiz joke, it was a joke about a family. And uh, there was this sweet boy who was the son. And you had to do a, a sweetness and light and love and bluebirds flying and everything glorious for as long as possible. Yep. And then at the very end, you say, the person in, in the joke says, what's his name? And he says, Porky. No, sorry, no, you say that at the beginning of the joke. His, his name is Porky, then there's all sweetness and This light. is not going well, John, I can't as, tell. as jokes go. I this is not going well. I can't tell jokes. Yep, his name is Porky. You have to last so we lot. establish at the beginning of the yeah, joke yeah, yeah. that the boy's name yeah, is, is Porky. Porky. So, so as long Porky as, as in Porky Pig. Yes, and as long as possible, uh, you do everything sweet and light and... and uh, beautiful and lovely, and at the end the person in the joke says, and why is he called Porky? And the answer is, he fucks pigs. So you have beauty, and then it's a full... That, uh, right. Uh, and then there was a reverse of that, and I can't remember what the reverse was, but it wasn't the debonairs, but it was similar to the debonairs, where you have to do filth, and then it's a clean ending. And it actually wasn't as funny as Porky, because the whole point about the whole point about the joke is the skill in the telling of it. It's not actually yes, the joke. Yeah. Because, the like, joke, because the joke isn't funny, it's, it's the telling of it. And, and, and which if you, is quite if, similar to the... the the, the one about, uh, you know, you can write 25 uh, superb plays. Don't and try and get vo- it back to writing. And three volumes of poetry and uh, adopt 14 Vietnamese orphans and save the whale, <coughs> but, you know, fuck one pig and that's all they remember you for, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, the David Cameron joke, no. Well, absolutely. <laughs> he d- Honestly, I, I do, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of the man or what he's doing but we, as, as we established on a previous Grouch Club, we all got up to what I think we could call japes and, as students. And also, I think he's possibly lost the Jewish and the, and the Muslim. You know. Well, uh, you never know. Anyway, what were you saying about the, the no, joke that was... Oh, no, it's fast, uh, the, 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 the debonair's joke backwards, and now we're doing yeah, a backwards yeah, yeah. version of that. And the, but the whole point of it is, is to make the whole thing last as long as possible, so, because it actually isn't a joke. The punchline is not worth getting to, but you, you make it last as long as possible. It's quite easy to make it interesting if it's all four-letter words and filth, but it's really difficult to make it last and last and last of its sweetness and light and, and uh, prettiness. Uh-huh. So, so there's actually more skill in the reverse one, where the, the punchline is, he fucks pigs, but everything else before that is, is Sally Sunshine. Yes. And there was a bloke at Granada who would tell it brilliantly. People just lined up to hear him tell the story. <laughs> it, are you a fan of the the um, Shaggy Dog story, John? Story. Oh, oh I lost interest there when you said oh. that. I was up, up to the story. Story, it was okay. Uh, well, again, it depends how it's told. I mean, and the the debonair... Would you prefer Shaggy Dog or One Liner? Shaggy Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, otherwise known as uh, the unwaxed joke. 
Well, no, it depends how it's, it's done. I mean, uh, it, it is all in the telly. So, I mean, uh, the, De- the debonairs or the aristocrats actually isn't a funny joke. But uh, if it's told properly, it's the build-up is, is wonderfully funny, and then you get to the, the end, and it's funny because of the build-up. So te- it is, it's how you tell them. It's how you, it's tell, how you them. tell them. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm not a fan of any particular type of joke. Uh, it's just like when people say you can't tell rape jokes, uh, because uh, you can. It depends how they're told. I mean, yeah. uh, depends if they're funny. Yeah, you can tell a joke, and I mean, you, it, people say, "Oh, it's too soon to tell such and such a joke." Well, it's it's not. It depends how it's told. Mm, tragedy uh, plus plus time equals comedy. Not always. <laughs> tragedy plus time in the hands of some comics will always just equal tragedy, explain, or indeed boredom, which explain, is worse. Explain t- tragedy plus time. Well, I mean, that, it's uh, it's just an an adage amongst comics that tragedy plus time equals comedy, i.e. something ghastly that a Madeleine McCann, uh, you have to leave it a certain amount of time, you add that amount of time to it and then you can do jokes about it because it's hilariously funny. And of course Lewis Schaefer has has a a, a wonderful Madeleine McCann joke. He has wonderful everything jokes. Yes, yes. I think he peaked with the Holocaust. Yeah, the the, the thing about the Holocaust, he's he's, he's got a triple punchline for the Holocaust. which is Just (laughs) glorious. (laughs) Glorious. Apparently, Ivor Dembino once had him tell it to a Jewish audience, a aged Jewish audience, the, the ages and How they laughed? No, did they laugh? They didn't, no. I think, I think, the well, age, I think you've the, got the to age. develop a sense of humour <laughs> about everything. I think the age matters as well. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in, but in, in, in extremists, people tell jokes. I mean, in, in, I'm, sure in the, I'm sure when the Titanic was going down, probably have a hotbed of laughter. Indeed. I I mean, <laughs> it just depends... It's, I, don't, I do not believe that anything is universally taboo. I think individual people have their own taboos. Mm, mm. Like, you know, I, uh, I'm more than happy <coughs> to guffaw at uh, the right rape joke. Uh, I, I mean, I am well known and loathed for, the, you know, I laugh. I think Dapper laughs. It's very funny. He makes me laugh out loud. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, uh, but I remember... Sui- you've got a suicide wish, haven't you? <laughs> uh, but I, and I, so I, I kind of think nothing is going to shock <coughs> me, nothing is going to offend me, uh, I, nothing would make me kind of fold my arms and turn down the corners of my mouth and go, that's just not funny. Uh, but I remember, um, this is many years ago now, I was, I was doing a show <laughs> with uh, the great Bobby Davro um, in, uh, for BBC Manchester. And uh, for various reasons, I found myself trapped in an underground radio studio with the said Bobby Davro. You've suffered, haven't you? You've I suffered. have. Yes. I have, from yes. my art, John, from my art. No, 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 that's unfair. I've never heard anything bad about you. He's terribly nice that he never met um, me. Well, I mean, he actually, you know, he's, proper, he's just old school yeah, yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah. And that old school kind of testosterone fueled comic that he's got to be the boss, he's got to be on top, he's got to constantly remind you... Yeah. How good he is, Frank Carson. And if, yeah. yes, if he's not telling you stories about oh, I fucking stormed it, yeah. he's telling you jokes. And you know, we were down there for quite a long time, um, and you know, we didn't really have that much in common to chat about. And he started telling jokes. And one of the jokes, I genuinely, I just thought, oh, this is completely new and in, an experience I can't say I've really had since. But I just thought, this is horrific. I genuinely feel that I want to say. That is just not funny, but I didn't, you know. It was his show, and he did the money. <laughs> what can I say? But he, the joke was this, um, and oddly enough, I've told it to quite a lot of people 
who I would have thought would have felt like me, and they went, oh, that's funny. You have to say that's funny. Well, that's I mean, the way you told them. And this was, yes. <laughs> that, uh, this, I'd say this was in, this would have been in the 90s. Maybe even the very late 80s, but probably the 90s. That's okay, that's, that's uh, completely correct. Um, and the joke is this. What turns fruit into vegetables? Oh. Mm. AIDS. Now, I... I Whoa! In what... You, but a lot of people laughed. Now, so that is obviously... I, I, I know it's because uh, a lot of my friends uh, are sick, have died uh, from the virus. Mm -hmm. I, you know, but, but you know, I... I I laugh at sometimes cancer jokes, and I know people who've died of cancer. I, I laugh at rape jokes, and I know people who've been raped. But I don't know why. I don't know why that. And I suspect even people like, like me, who you would think, well, I am um, horrible enough to laugh at... horrible and unfeeling and unacceptable enough to laugh at anything, I, I just found that... Awful. Well, 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 it's a it's, I, I never laughed at it particularly because I didn't think it was that clever. It is, it is intellectually clever the way it is twisted. I mean, the, the construction of it's very good. The, the only joke I can ever remember, I can't remember jokes at all, I am the perfect audience. The only joke I never remember is, uh, is why is Yuka Onu like an Ethiopian? They both, off, they both live off dead beetles, which I quite enjoy. Ah. Uh, and, and I quite like that, but uh, no one's ever laughed at it because I tell it badly. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes. Now, like when I was at school, uh, there are, you know, the the callowness, I suppose, of extreme youth, and it has to be said, ignorance. Mm -hmm. That one of the jokes we thought was most hilarious. Oh dear! I know. Uh, at school, was uh, you remember the old Heinz beans, a million yeah. housewives. Uh, so it, it was a million housewives every day. Pick up a tin of beans and say beans means Heinz. So the the version at school was a million Biafrans every day pick up a tin of beans and say, one for you, one for you, one for you, one for you. Horrible. I quite like that. Horrible. <laughs> but, you know, as I say, a combination of the callousness of youth and the fact that we didn't really know what we were making. It was just kind of because we had no conception of a famine, it was... You know, a funny thing, which is why I'm deeply ashamed of myself having laughed at that now. I think it's, I've never heard it. I think it's quite funny. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're a you're a, you're a much nastier person than people give you credit for, John Fleming, aren't you? Oh, people give me a lot of credit for it. No, 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 I think it's because of the jollity of the tune, and then then you undercut it with nastiness. Yes. That's why it's funny. Who who knows why anything's funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, we should, John. We're doing a fucking podcast about it. Well, we've never been funny though, have we? True, to be oh, fair. Oh, we have, we have, maybe. Anyway, how, how are we getting on? We're, we're, we comment. We're, we're, we're 27 minutes we've done already. Good grief. Do you think that's too much? Oh, I'm off. You're a war. <laughs> My need XP in you. That was a call, that was what we called in the trade a callback. <laughs>